0: T-minus one week until MTV legends get their network television glow up as the likes of Wes, John A., Bananas, Amanda, Tori, and Corey make their CBS debut when the Challenge USA Season 2 debuts next thursday those mtv legends will be joining a handful of cbs turned mtv turned back to cbs folks on their original airways as well as some brand new faces to the challenge world who gets the upper hand the flagship challenge people the big brother people the survivor people the two random amazing race gentlemen we preview it all coming up the cast the possible format the hopes the dreams the predictions all of that coming up now on this episode of the challenge historian what up my fellow challenge lovers welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's Now, CBS's The Challenge. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today to preview, as we've stated, The Challenge USA 2. We're getting a second season of the CBS product. After all, we've known for a while. We're one week out from the premiere. We are here to break it all down, the preview, the preview. The whole dang thing. Before we dive in, as always, got to run through our programming reminders. So let's hit those quick. Back on Tuesday, a couple days ago, the podcast resurfaced, came back to you, relaunched, so to speak, with our rivals OG edition pod. That came out a couple days ago. If you have not already, please go back, check that out. As well as prior to that, the X's OG edition. We're doing a trilogy of these OG fantasy cast. What if they did those crazy amazing themes that they've come up with since back in the days of some of the og legends the third and final of that series will come out next tuesday that will be the ride or dies og edition so be on the lookout for that then thursdays and sundays it's very important you are aware of this i will say multiple times on this podcast i said it multiple times on last podcast thankfully many people out there are making this well known while the show itself maybe isn't as much This season of Challenge USA is airing twice a week for the first three weeks, Thursday and Sunday, the first three weeks of the show, which means we will have podcasts Friday and Monday the next three following weeks. Not this next Monday, but you get what I'm saying. When it debuts next week on Thursday, we'll have a pod Friday. When episode two airs that Sunday, we'll have a pod on Monday. It'll be like that for the first three weeks of the show. Now, I am traveling literally a 20 hour car ride that starts or drive that starts next Thursday evening. Not the best timing in the world with the premiere of the challenge, but. We will make this this podcast happen. So the premiere episode may not be up first thing Friday morning the way the rest of the season should be. It may be later on Friday or even Saturday morning, depending where I am stopped, where I figure out to be able to watch and do the podcast wall in the midst of a 20-hour drive from where my home base is in Chicago to the beautiful coast of Maine. But it will come out. It just may be a a little bit later. After that fact, though, from then on, Sunday night, and uh, Thursday nights, we'll be watching and potting right after. So, those episodes will come out immediately following Friday morning and Monday morning. So, that's the plan. And then Once we're back down to one episode a week, you know, a month or so from now, when they go from two episodes a week to one, we've only got one recap coming at you a week. We will try to start incorporating some additional content to keep the podcast at two a week. So we'll get some things going. We'll get some things recorded and have some additional content for you so that once we start with two a week, this week, as we have done, we will hopefully be able to stay two a week for the foreseeable future. Thanks, as always, for the love, the support, for being here, for tuning in every time I turn on the mic. It means the world to me. I love you. I appreciate you. Now, let's preview some Challenge USA. First things first. We did a cast reaction pod back when they started filming. We knew the official cast for sure. I don't remember if that was, like, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. It's it's been a minute since they actually left to film, but that podcast and YouTube video obviously still exists. Feel free to check it out, as I think most of my thoughts and commentary from then still hold strong today. The other thing to know with that is that, that was the point i stopped paying attention to a lot of different challenge accounts out there you know which ones i'm speaking of and have once again successfully navigated the minefield of spoilers that are out there so this podcast is coming to you spoiler free anything here truly my hopes dreams thoughts opinions predictions with no advanced knowledge we've kept the sheet clean Spoiler free around these parts. And I'd like to keep it that way. So please, while I highly encourage messaging me about the show, leaving comments on the YouTube side, both those things, amazing, wonderful, love chatting the challenge with y'all. Please, though, do not share spoilers when doing so, when direct messaging me, when leaving comments on YouTube, especially because not just I, but everyone can see those Those will be ignored and/or deleted where applicable. And I will be, you know, super duper sad that I possibly have come across and seen briefly some spoiler that then I can't. Take out, remove from my memory, which makes for a way worse podcast if your host is a super sad host who has been spoiled the outcome of this show. No one wants that. So if you yourself have spoilers, feel free while you're listening to this. Laugh all you want when I make some bold prediction and you know, hey, actually, that person doesn't win. They go home first. Have a great time. Have a laugh at my expense. Just don't share it with me until after the fact or with the other audience members until after. We like a spoiler-free zone around here. Now. Back on that cast reaction pod, we obviously went through the cast. That is the whole point of what that podcast was. And we did some thoughts on every single person on this list. So I'm not going to go too in-depth today on the full cast breakdown, but I'm going to simply kick things off here with a read-through of the cast to get us re-familiar again. That's an important part of previewing the season. And we're going to give one single comment or sentence or whatever about each person. We'll do so really, really quick. And then from there, we're going to jump into some more high-level thoughts, some opinions, some alliance talks some talk about the format what we think we'll see what we hope we'll see and then of course we're going to make a whole boatload of predictions along the way and at the very end of this pot so that's the agenda are you ready great females first in chronological order for the second time so the Alyssa's of the world, you are welcome. The Wes's of the world, you say, you know, if you're West, you probably say the best of saved save for last. So you, you don't mind anyways. Here we go. Full cast, one comment about each, females first, alphabetical order, and we are off. On the female side, there's 12 women, 12 men on this cast, plus a boatload of alternates. We will touch on them, too starts with Alyssa Lopez, Big Brother 23, USA Season 1. I enjoyed her a lot. I think she can be great on this show. I look forward to seeing that potential realized. Alyssa Snyder from Big Brother 24. This is where I jump back and do a little quick side note. When I did that cast reaction pod, I had no idea who any of the new people were because I don't watch Big Brother and some of the Survivor folks were not from the more recent seasons of Survivor that I have been watching and keeping up with so I didn't really have any commentary on all of those people I have now since watched a lot of the other wonderful challenge content that is out there a lot of the wonderful previews that are out there from many different folks many different commentators taking in what they have told me I've learned a bunch about each of these people so some comments will now be able to be given based off all this other information that I'm going to regurgitate more or less off of my most trusted sources who I believe I would maybe be in line with I don't know anything about an alyssa Snyder for example but now I've heard some other people say some things and it it tracks for me and so you know going blind these comments may be completely utterly wrong and backwards of who these people actually are but that is what it is but I will be giving commentary on those folks who back then I had no idea who they were so Back to the list. Alyssa Snyder, Big Brother 24. Multiple previews I watched called her. I'm I'm just going to say a lot of people said she's a cloud chaser and she's thirsty for attention. So I was like, great, lovely. There's going to be some of those on every season at this point in this day and age. Her and Fessy very well are going to be hooking up by the end of the season. That is my prediction there. Amanda Garcia is next. Are you the one three flagship series? Of course she's gotta find some besties amongst the CBS ladies or else it's early exit, very early exit. And I am just to tease something we're gonna talk about later, very interested to see who of all the other people, the non-MTV people watch and pay attention to this show otherwise and pay attention to the cast And find out if these ladies are more Amanda people or Tory people. But again, we'll come back to that later. Next, Amira Jones, Big Brother 24. She was barely on Big Brother. So this is one of those, quote, unquote, she must have shown something great to the producers, end quote, to get cast again so quickly. Let's hope the production team was correct and saw that greatness, and we will see it as well. Cassidy Clark, Survivor 43. Love Cassidy, but I'm going to say something controversial. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm now more firm in saying it. The longer I sit with it, I'm okay that Gabler won. I'm okay with Gabler having won. And the more I hope that it inspires a kind of revenge villain era out of Cassidy, who I really like, I think is a like sweet, nice, wonderful person. But I feel like she's got it in her to be a little villainous, you know, a, a hint of not a full-blown villain, but have that little bit of, like, vengeful, cold, I'm here just to whoop everyone's ass, not make friends kind of attitude. I would like to see that. That's Cassidy. Then we got Chanel from survivor 42 her castmates have been excited to see her on the challenge from I've seen, like she's been pumped up a bit from her former survivor castmates which maybe is just them being good friends maybe they saw something in her on that survivor season or afterwards in her personality anything about her that we have not yet let's hope there is a lot there let's hope they're not just pumping up their friend then we've got desi from survivor 35 from usa season one my number one my hopeful winner I love Desi. You know my feelings if you listen to the season one, USA season one podcast. Desi, 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 all the way for this guy, this historian. Then we've got John A, real world Cancun flagship, all-stars world championship. She's done it all at this point. Her unprecedented second challenge career continues, and her social game is best suited. Of all the MTV people to come in her social game is the best suited to make nice with all these new folks, to team up, to not rely on you know relationships of the past, but to make relationships of the future. Love seeing Janae in this cast. Then we got Michaela Bradshaw, Survivor 33 and 34. Flagship season, Once Upon a Time. Fantastic to see her back. Was bummed when she was a late drop or exit or cut, whatever it was from Rider Dies. Fantastic to see her back. Excited for her. Michelle Fitzgerald, Survivor 32 and 40, and flagship many a season. My number one non Desi division. Michelle, if you listen to the, uh, uh, to what, what, what season was she just on? Rider Dies season. Love, love, love Michelle. Love Michelle before then became a complete Michelle Stan during that season. And now uh, the the new burgeoning face of the franchise, dare I say, they are positioning her as such. Non-Desi division, Michelle's my number one. Tiffany Mitchell, Big Brother 23, Challenge USA season one. Seems like a great Big Brother player. Seems like she would potentially be a great Survivor player. She is a great podcaster. I know that for certain. Great content creator, host, podcaster, the whole thing. I don't know that she's a great challenge competitor. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but I don't know that she is. Tori Deal then rounds out the females that are in the official cast, are either one four, flagship, world championships, the whole dang thing. If the target isn't squarely on Tori's back from start to finish, I think. It will say something about how the cast views her compared to the fans view her, who the fans with every season, more and more folks are kind of turning on her. And she's going from like totally lovable. Everyone loves her to polarizing to borderline. More people are rooting against her than for her, which has been a very interesting thing that has happened over the last few seasons. And I'm very interested to see if the fans thoughts and beliefs and views of tori match any of these you know newcomers or again just where where they fall i think it's going to say a lot about the people in the world versus the people outside the world watching and commentating on the world the alternates on the female side caleb platt from amazing race and season one of usa hannah chata from big brother 23 lulu gonzalez amazing race 33 and naya Moore real world portland and flagship all-stars world championships the whole dang thing those are your four alternates we'll see if we see any of them during the show the men Starting in chronological order again, not chronological, alphabetical. That's the word I was trying to say earlier. Chris Underwood, Survivor 38 winner, somewhat controversially. He's athletic. He's attractive. I've heard multiple people call him smart. So it feels like he's a big threat to me. And I, as I said on the reactions, I'm familiar. While having not watched his season, I'm very, very interested to see him in a challenge setting. Corey Wharton, Real World Explosion. Flagship seasons. I still love this for him. I still love this for him so much. I love this for the show. He was a great selection to bring over into CBS. Love, love, love it. Corey, the MTV staple, the Teen Mom Challenge OG legend staple. Got to have him, and we do. Dusty Harris, Amazing Race 33. I've learned that he, great endurance, does CrossFit, cycles. You know, a final would be a great place for him to find himself in. If he was in a final, I think that man's got a shot given his endurance background. Getting there may be harder for him than literally anyone, save for the other amazing racer who we will get to in a moment. Fessy is next. Big Brother 20 flagship season over and over. You know, the leader, the founding member of the Fessy fan club for life fessel shafat my guy finding a home in slam ball currently if you're not paying attention slam balls back it's the best grew up on slam ball can't believe it's back can't believe that fessy is on a team and his team's not doing so good but he he's doing pretty well and i've loved it every second of it hope he found a bed to share in croatia and a hall to brawl in that's all i've got for now johnny bananas real world key west flagship world championships of course comments on him coming later josh martinez big brother 19 flagship interested to see if his kind of status and relationship with the MTV folks versus his status relationship with the CBS folks. I'm, I'm very interested in some of those that have been on both where they kind of fall. You know, they're all friendly in the reality world circles outside of the shows themselves where he falls. He seems to be one that's like friends with everyone from all the shows all the time. Um, So I'm very interested to see where his relationships lie. Then we got Luis Colon, Amazing Race 34, a dancer, a firefighter. Love that. If they're only going to do two people from Amazing Race, they made both of them very athletic guys who, you know, they might be the layup votes as far as like the easy vote to take, the easy people to throw in first, but they do not seem to be the, you know, they're the opposite of layups as far as actually eliminating them. So we could be set up for a nice run of elimination victories potentially from them or some great assets, swing vote to bring into your alliance as these two obvious floaters from day one then we got Monty Big Brother 24 bigger than you may think I've learned that bigger than I thought did not realize Monty big strong dude tall you know by big I just mean tall and strong basically and didn't realize kind of in Big Brother especially when you're not watching you're seeing some pictures or whatever on the internet you don't really realize now I have I get the feeling he was polarizing on Big Brother that is the reception I felt I saw of him on Twitter during his season so Always looking for polarizing people in the cast. Love it. Have him on in here. Then we've got Polly. Polly's back. Big Brother 18, flagship series. I am thrilled. I am thrilled, and I'll leave it at that. Sebastian from Survivor 36. I've got nothing. Um, please don't be a factor on this show, Sebastian, because um, that's going to make me look dumb for not having done my homework. Although we will comment on Sebastian later because we know one thing about him from the trailer, but I did not do my homework on Sebastian. So there you go. Tyler Crispin, Big Brother 20 and 22. Uh, This is a person who I was told very quickly by multiple Big Brother fans that I was underestimating last time around talking about him without knowing anything about him other than he was dating and engaged at one time to Angela from Big Brother and Challenge USA season one. Their engagement has been called off. I have been told Tyler is like the smartest person in the history of Big Brother, like one of the smartest people ever in the history of the world, uh, maybe even. I don't know. That seems lofty. Um, But... He did say at some point, I know, that he would never do a challenge, and now here he is, and the fact that he went back on saying that after a complete and utter broken heart over a broken engagement, like, that's real heavy stuff, so I have no idea where his head is at in this game, and even if he is, like, the genius of geniuses. Is his head gonna be in it? Is he like mentally in a great place to be doing this? Um, or could this possibly be the perfect distraction if he is, you know, still going through a lot of, you know, difficult issues from uh broken engagement and whatnot? Who knows? He was a beloved big-time player on Big Brother, so let's hope that he's the same here in the challenge. And then finally, we've got Wes Bergman. Real-world Austin flagship, All-Stars, World Championships, the whole thing. Comments coming later, but congrats on the upcoming baby to Wes and his lovely wife. Alternate Cinco, Darrell, Joseph from Big Brother 24, Kylan from USA Season 1, and Big Brother 23. Joseph, as I said before, he's he feels like the pledge, that you made pledge, and then you're like, ah, you got to do it again. You got to do it again. You did everything right. You did all these ridiculous things we asked you. You were in the workout videos. You showed up to events. You promote the crap out of the show. You train for the show. You do everything right. You build a following. People want to see you. They want to see your girlfriend just as much or more because she's a super duper star, but we want to see you too. And then right at the last minute, like you can come, but you're just going to stay in the hotel the whole time. It feels... I don't feel great about it. If there is an alternate that is needed in this game, I hope it is him first. He deserves to be the first alternate out the gates if one is needed. But obviously I hope none are needed because you know as much as I'd love to see any of these four, Cinco, Durell, Joseph, and Kylan in the game, I don't want to see someone hurt or sick or quit. Uh, Maybe. I guess someone quit. Again, fireworks with quitting. TJ maybe yells at them and then we bring in one of these people we like anyways. That could work out. So that is your cast. Let's move into some high-level alliance talk. back on the cast reaction podcast i had put together you know the totals of how many people come from which shows i have since now thanks to the wonderful folks over at challenge stats if you don't follow and all the places twitter instagram reddit any anywhere out there follow challenge stats the one of the greatest accounts ever created love 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 it they recently put out a nice little graphic breakdown visual breakdown of where the allegiances or original shows lie for this so i'm going to give you both of these lists and it helps kind of inform the first discussion I want to have there are from Big Brother, there are nine people from Big Brother. There are also three alternates, possibly from Big Brother, seven people from Survivor, two people from Amazing Race, as well as two potential alternates, six true MTV first folks, plus two potential alternates, one alternate that came from Love Island, and that is the only possibility of a Love Island getting in the mix here is if Cinco enters the game as an alternate, and then three people in the cast who were on USA Season One. Three of those those possible alternates were also on usa season one so that is your first type of breakdown but let's now go to the more like fun interesting using the graphic the challenge stats put out wonderful breakdown for us so big brother has nine folks nine people who originally original show is big brother three of those nine have done the flagship series before survivor has seven people who was originally on survivor two of those seven have done the flagship before meaning five have not and on the big brother side six have not amazing race has two folks they have never done the flagship and then there are in total 11 people from the have done flagship seasons before again five of those having done cbs first come to the flagship and now coming back six of which are purely original mtv people only so this breakdown begs the question who are the swing people because in a way you've got an even breakdown you've got five survivor only folks you've got six uh, big brother only folks and you've got six mtv's the challenge folks And then you've got five people in the middle who are Big Brother Challenge people and Survivor Challenge people. And those five seem like they could be ripe for the kind of crossovers, the swing votes, the where is your allegiance gonna lie early in the game. You could be the ones that make this a very static game or you could make the one a very chaotic game. Those are Fessy, Josh, and Pauly, who are Big Brother, into the challenge now on USA. And then Michelle and Michaela, Survivor, into the challenge now in USA, they potentially hold all the power to start. If they go with their big brother Survivor alums, they form a bigger alliance and the MTV only people can muster. And you know, or do a majority of the eleven flagship people who have done flagship before decide to stick together to show where you know to, to show like this is the real game. We you know there was a lot of talk, especially from A Wes and A Bananas during USA season one of like this is JV stuff. This doesn't count. We're not there. It's not as hard. It's not as difficult. So do they band around that of like we got to back that shit up. We got to make sure like. One of us wins, so we got to be a big old alliance. We shall see. I also think the amazing race twosome, they're kind of just like out there floating immediately. They're either thrown in first, as just like everyone's like, we don't know where everyone stands, let's go with the easy thing, let's throw them in, or they're immediately the first two obvious people to be like, we need to build an alliance. Those two look like they need a home. Let's bring them on in. So it'll be very interesting to see who those swing people are. Now, second question that begets, do the shows stick together like before, even just for like a vote or two, or is this total new alliances from the start? Back on USA 1, it was very much like from the beginning, we saw, you know, day one, no one knows what's going to happen. No one knows what to do. And so they're just like, well, Survivor Strong, Big Brother Strong, et cetera, et cetera. That's the easiest thing to do up front. And then those cracks slowly form throughout the season. Does that happen again? And I think that's mainly on that MTV group. Getting along, having those five swing people with them, because at least at first, I'd expect Survivor and Big Brother people to pitch, you know, show strong, day one, just have something to lean on before we figure out the game, the other cast, who wants to work with who, let's just lean on Survivor and Big Brother on day one and two and three, you know, first vote, maybe second vote, until we figure this thing out. But this group of vets, they can't possibly get along, right? Because... Amanda and Tori are both in that group of vets, and they hate each other. They despise each other. They're they're not going to work together, right? And so that group of vets, by default of who is in that group there has to be some split among them it can't be all of them and i'm very interested to see who sides with who in the amanda versus tory debate these two have had real beef in the past it has certainly continued it has gotten nasty on social media especially since filming um you know between filming and now and the release of the season like things have gotten nasty back and forth lawyers have been threatened to get involved by one of those participants And, you know, all these new-to-the-challenge people, as I referenced before, I'm guessing they watch. I presume, or at least, you know, if they don't watch, they at least pay attention. They know who these people are. They're in the same kind of influencer reality world, going to events, all the different types of things. And so whose side are they on? And I lean towards, if I had to make an early prediction without knowing them personalities super well— It feels like the four big brother women, Alyssa, Alyssa, Amira, and Tiffany, they seem like they'd maybe go like team Amanda over Tori because they're a little bit, I would guess, more afraid of the big physical threat than the potential social threat that is Amanda. So they might be like, we fit in more with Amanda. We would not like to see Tori in an elimination or any super physical, like a final or anything. So we'd like her out. We'll team up with Amanda. However, on the other side, Survivor Women, I feel like, is the opposite. They'd be okay with Tori's physical threat because they, too, are a little bit more on the physical side of things, a threat. And they'd be like, it's okay. We can team up with her. We can eventually beat her if we have to. We want to go against Amanda, get her out of here because she's just causing chaos. And we don't like it. We like a straightforward game. We like to trust people. We like to know where everyone is at. So I could see that being the split how things go or could Tori and Amanda possibly, dare I say, work together, or at least angrily vote together for a time, for a time. And I think so, because I think Amanda has shown the ability in the past that she'll vote for what's best for her while still voicing how strongly she dislikes people that she might be voting with in that moment but just being able to carry those two things of like, I am voting with these people. I do not like these people. Fuck these people. When I cannot work with them, I am going to not work with them. But for now it's what's best for me. And I'm also smart enough to do what's best for me. I think she could potentially do that. And we could see these two vote together for a time being without actually like working together. Like we're friends now we're in an alliance. It's going to be great. Like, no, it's not, it's not. But if they do, If they were to stick together, if they'd be like, hey, we can do this. We can do MTV Vets, you know, get the five kind of floater in between people. Like, we can go us 11 and eliminate everyone else first and then battle it out. 10 are going to make the final, so we got 11 and barely have to figure out one cut. You know, we can do this. Even if Tori and Amanda got on the same page. Would it matter? Because we know for sure, for sure, that one person is not here to play nice with the MTV Vets. In that one person's name is polly polly calafiore he's here and he's the key to everything in my mind in episode 1 if i you know if how would how would i best say this if i needed to accurately predict the rest of the season you know in something that mattered to me i'm not going to go as far as my life everyone always is like if my life depended on i don't like doing that but hypothetically something that mattered to me was on the line and I was allowed to be given information from episode one on one participant, what they do, what their thoughts are, who they want to work with, and then I have to predict the rest of the season off of it. Polly is the one that I would need to know the information. He is the key to everything for me. How does he act? Who does he befriend? Is he openly hostile towards the people we know he does not like? We know he does not like bananas. We know he does not like Tori. We know these things. These are facts, okay? I heard him once at a wonderful Challenge Mania laugh stand-up special. Do many jokes at those two's expense amongst others. The jokes were held back from no one. But we know he doesn't like those two people and maybe others in this cast. Does he play nice with them, though? Does he fake friendship with them in any way? Is he forced to, by the rules of the game or whatever, play nice with them? Or is he just openly hostile from day one? Openly like, we're getting all these motherfuckers. We're taking them out. I'm back. This is my game. This is my thing. I'm making a mark one way or the other. I lean towards the latter. I think that. I think he's the leading candidate to get everyone together and just openly say to the whole room of people, to everyone, hey, there's 16 of us. There's six of them. Let's not be silly. It's those six going on in repeat, repeat, repeat until they're all gone. 16 versus six. No way they should do this. Get them all out of here. I think he's going to say that in some way or form, maybe not literally house meeting. Let me say this to everyone, but you know, one by one grouping people being like, why are, why are we not all just targeting them? Why are we not? What bananas in West obvious, easy, everyone on the same page. Okay, cool. So I think that's going to happen. And then on the side of that, I think he's going to go to the big brother people and say, Hey, there's nine big brother people here. We're probably going to get 10 people in a final, all nine of us can go to that final. Let's pick one other female to round out our 10, five and five. That's our team. That's our alliance. Let's do this. I think he's going to be the leader attempting to do that. Also worth noting with Polly, Josh worked in full, like completely as a part, a dedicated part of the team with Pauly and Cara, and Cara Maria on War of the Worlds 2. And I could see him and Fessy. For some reason, I just fully see I'm like Josh, Fessy, and Polly. I feel like it could happen. I feel like the three of them could have a little, you know, have a drink one of the first nights and be like, you know, three of us, like uh, like Josh, are you willing to go against both of us in the final? Okay, cool. I'm willing to go against you. You're willing to go against me. I feel like we could run this game. We could kind of take this from Wes and Bananas. You know, I, I, I see that conversation happening. I don't know why. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Josh and Fessy are both like totally out on Polly. I don't know. Um, but we will find out. Who else grabs control or builds an alliance? Then a couple nominees here. I think the Survivor women to me seem like they could all get along really well, work together well, not get too worried about any one of them being such a threat that they have to backstab, even though they should all look at Desi as the threat in the house, in my opinion. And if they got together and told the two Survivor boys and the two Amazing Race boys to get on board they could very easily have a nine-person contingent and then they could go to Bananas, Tory, West, and John A. And be like, hey, we got nine folks over here. We're going to vote together. We can all decide to vote for Big Brother people and be nice to you for the time being. Or we can vote for you if you are going to go for us. That's what's going to happen. And there can be a little bit of a stalemate there. And Big Brother could be on the chopping block. But the reverse of this is I think those four super vets, Bananas, Tory, West, John A., are going to look at the big brother people as not very threatening to them in the finals. And they're going to look at the survivor and the amazing race people and be like, I'd, I'd rather not go against them in the final. If I had to pick, I'd rather go against big brother, which means I'd rather team up with big brother and try to eliminate survivor in amazing race and so, which which of those wins out? Could Survivor build a big enough contingency to threaten those Super Vets? Or are those Super Vets going to be like, those people are a bit of a challenge. Those people are not. We team up with the not-challenging folks so that we whoop their butts in the final when we all get there together. That could very well play out. Michelle is pivotal. I also think Michelle is a pivotal voice in this game. I think she holds as much power as anyone on day one. Uh, her decision of who she wants to be with potentially who she ends up in a room with because you know she's gonna be great friends with whoever she's roommates with she does it happens every season she's a wonderful person she's a fun loving person if she's roommates with someone they're gonna become best friends probably that could complicate things if she gets in a room with someone who isn't really supposed to be in the alliance that she might try to build what type of status she wants to have in this game as well as kind of a big factor to me does she you know she's kind of being put forward as one of the faces, if not the face of the show for the time being here. And so does she want to be, have a little villain era in her? Does she want to cause chaos? Does she want to go vacation Alliance route of like, I just want to build a group of friends that gets invited back over and over and has an easy road for a couple seasons. I think she's pivotal. I think she is going to be a big swing power player early in this game. And then finally, of course, Wes, obviously, Wes plus his not-so-secret at this point partner in crime, John A. They definitely are going to be working together. They're good friends at this point, winning All-Stars 3 together. Um, he's always gone the kind of rookies, number strategy, build a new alliance every single time. New people are great for me in my game. He's got a great social game. John A. has the best social game, as I said, to integrate into this world at, from the perspective of who amongst those MTV folks could do that. They can both attempt, you know, to go out and be like, let's each gather like one, two, three new people to be close with, build up a nice little six, seven-person voting block of power, and then use that to get us to the end of the game. So Wes, Michelle, and I think the survivor women as a group are the kind of ones uh, that could grab power, that could do a lot of the alliance building. But nothing, none of this matters. None, none of the things we've talked about so far, alliance-wise, matters without knowing the format. So. Let's turn our attention to what possible format this season could be. We haven't been told the format. We do not know going in what exactly the format will be. But we can guess that one, it's going to be chaotic. And two, it's probably going to have some similar elements to USA 1. Probably something similar to USA 1. You would think, you would expect, maybe we're wrong. We could be wrong about everything we're about to say in this segment. Who knows? But we are about to get into... Basically what we can glean from the trailer as far as the format is considered. And then eventually some other things from the trailer. So if for any reason you're someone who's like, I don't even watch the trailer. I damn sure don't analyze the trailer. I don't want to know the trailers give too much away. I want to stay away from all of that. Maybe skip ahead to the predictions portion of this podcast. Use the show notes. You just click on the little hyperlink next to it. It takes you boom, right to the next segment of this pod and you can keep rolling right along. But For most of us, you know, looking through the trailer is, you know, that's not spoiler territory to me. I don't go crazy with it. I don't screenshot a thousand different images and like who's this, who's that, who's that? But I watch it a couple times through. I take some notes on the things that I see, the standout things. And in particular, when we don't know the format going in, I really like to try to pay attention and get some idea of what that is because I'd like to know the format in advance. Now, USA one had alternating pairs based on the algorithm. There is some giant ping pong ball machine in the elimination sand with TJ that looks algorithm If you will, maybe it has something to do with pairing people up or putting people on teams. Maybe it has to do with the elimination itself. I do not know, but I know TJ is going to be drawing lotto ping pong balls, oversized lotto ping pong balls out of this massive sphere in the middle of the elimination for some purpose that seems maybe like a hint towards the algorithm is going to be at play again in some form or fashion. Maybe I I think if I had to figure out what that thing is in advance, my best guess would be like, maybe there's you know names of eliminations in there and that's what you're gonna play i don't know it, who knows what it could be here's what we do know from the trailer as far as the format goes there are four jersey colors shown at some point in the trailer three of which are pretty prominent we see repeatedly we see folks in red we see folks in blue and we see folks in kind of this like beige color and then it appears we also see some folks in black jerseys here and there, and we see some people in different, multiple different of these jerseys, but we see at times like a group of people clearly doing a daily challenge together, all wearing red. We see two groups of people standing on a podium next to each other, one all in red, one all in blue. We get the idea that this is going to be a three-team season. Maybe. It appears we may have three teams here, not much uh, that we are shown points to anything else, except again, that occasional black shirt seems to be outside of the team concept. Maybe, who knows? Maybe that's fine. They want to put finals footage in the trailer. I don't think. Maybe that's just like first challenge right away. Maybe it's later in the game. Maybe they switch back and forth. I do not know. But I know there's three teams at some point for some of the season. I also know that I clearly, visibly see Johnny Bananas wearing red wearing blue and wearing black at different points of the trailer. So there is definitely some team switching going on or partner switching or some switching of some sort. There's This is not a, we divide into three teams and it's cutthroat. You know, it's those teams the whole way through. That's for sure. There's some sort of switching chaos. Again, maybe the algorithm comes in there. Maybe the you get to draw a ball and after you win an elimination and get to choose if you want to move Spies, Lies, and Allies style, I, I do not know. Long-time listeners will know. I always want a simple game, so I'm hoping it's maybe one round of individuals before being put into teams and then keep those teams the whole way, most of the way to the end. Best case scenario, there's a draft involved somewhere in this because drafts always work, and if you're going to make things complicated, at least give us a draft in the process, Uh, but that's kind of what we know or could expect from the format. Other reactions from the trailer The dailies look great. That is for sure. The glimpses of different contests that we see, we get seven dudes oiled up trying to wrestle each other out of a ring like Royal Rumble style. That's amazing. I see hanging as long as you can over water, which looks very much like one of the original OG repeating Daily challenges from like the first couple of seasons of the show would just be like, hang on this weight bag over the water as long as you can. Hang on this rope as long as you can. Last to drop wins when it was super duper simple games. It, we we have some version of hang over the water on this thing as long as you can. That's cool. I see a bridge built between two hot air balloons. That's pretty freaking cool. Uh, it all looks great. The daily challenges from the glimpses we get look pretty great from this standpoint. Croatia also looks great. I see a lot of spots that were used on SLA, Spies, Lies, and Allies being used again, and I'm all for it for now. You know, don't start doing every single season ever in Croatia, but you you use some of the same spots. It was beautiful. It seems like a wonderful place, makes for great scenery. I'm all for it. I did, namely, you know, spotted that water cave that Ashley Huey had one of their many hilarious moments on top of unwilling to jump in, and that Tommy got the concussion, but then still finished the the challenge like naked or whatever, half naked pants falling off uh, before being sent home. So that's there. It seems overall like spring weather. Which it was when they filmed, it was spring there. Um, so hopefully, there were more warmed, hot days than days that required the jackets and the hats that we see. We will see how that goes. Hopefully, 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 they got as much warm weather as possible. And hopefully, they have a pool. We don't really see any shots of the house uh, much. They're all like close ups of people close together in the house. So we don't really see the lay of the land there. And no clue if the house is the same as Spies, Lies, and Allies or not, because that. You would think maybe that happened. Maybe they got rented the same place or bought the property to reuse over and over. If it is, that would mean Tori, Josh, Amanda, Fessy, Corey, and Michaela from my count all have kind of the lay of the land, know the house, having been there for that season. We also see that we get a little bit of romance, at least, at least some romance. We see Tyler coming off a called-off engagement. Looks to be, well, not looks to be, he is making out with someone in the trailer, and I think it's Alyssa L. I'm not sure. It could be either Alyssa. We kind of just see the back of her hair, and I'm not 100% positive, but I believe it's Alyssa Lopez. We shall see. And then we also find out that Sebastian has a crush, On someone, the editing makes us believe that that someone is Tori, but I don't totally trust that we have him in a confessional saying, I'm crushing on someone, overlaid with him and Tori, just like chatting in a bedroom. Sure, maybe, probably he has a crush on Tori, but that also could be an editing trick, but he has a crush on someone. So maybe I should have done my homework. Maybe Sebastian is going to be around for a while and have more storyline than I anticipated. That's everything we pretty much learned from the trailer. That's what we know about the format. Let's move on to some final thoughts via predictions. Now, back on my cast reaction podcast, we did some preliminary predictions. Some of the things I said back then were, I said there'd be no romance, which is obviously wrong already. I'm thankful for that, though. Uh, I said John A's social game would shine. Stand by that. Believe that's going to happen for sure. Sticking with that one. said Paulie will attempt to get an elimination with Bananas and that Wes would help him. The team setup might hinder this ability. Who knows? Uh, we do see Bananas and Polly as teammates at least at one point in this trailer. So maybe that hinders it. But I'm sticking by that I would love to see that happen. And that if he did try to go directly against Bananas, that Wes would step in and try to help secretly in the shadows. Every guy wants Desi as a partner. Sticking with that. Um, no matter what, I think all of the guys, Desi and Tori, are the two that they look at as like, if we get to a final and I have to be partnered with people in any way, shape or form, we want Desi. We want Tori to be there. And then I said that Corey and Desi would win. We're going to come back to this. If I am changing this prediction or not, I said back then that was unofficial, And this one today will be official. So more on who I think will win at the end. Before we get there, let's start at the top with the predictions list. The first people out. I've still never got this right. Um, so, you know, People, I'm about to say, don't worry. It's probably not you because I never, ever get this one right. I th- I've gotten out of all the other predictions I'm going to make today, I've made versions of them in the past and I've gotten them right at least once. Never got first out right. So here's who's going to probably be safe the first week, almost guaranteed. I'm going to go with Luis beats Dusty uh, in the amazing race showdown that. Shouldn't it happen. It sh- they shouldn't just automatically get thrown in first, but I think somehow they will. And I think Luis wins that showdown of the two amazing race guys, meaning Dusty would be the first male to go home. And then I'll say Alyssa S is the first female to go home, losing to either Amanda or a survivor woman. I'm not totally positive, but I think Alyssa S finds her way into the first elimination and loses that. So Dusty and Alyssa, those are the two I'm going with first out. Now, next one. Most daily challenges and most eliminations. One, love trying to predict this on a given season. This is maybe my favorite prediction to try to think about ahead of time is who's going to win the most daily challenges. Uh, back on Ride or Dice, I thought I had nailed this early on when I said Jay and Michelle, and they started winning a bunch, but then they got eliminated, and I forget who eventually caught them and surpassed them in daily wins or tied them, surpassed them. I'm not sure, but I love trying to try to figure this one out. There's a bunch that goes into this prediction, And it's, of course, made trickier by the potential teams format for most of the season. But if there's switching amongst teams, then there's a chance that someone could rise all the way to the top. And it wouldn't just be a big old tie of like red team. The whole season won the most and they were all the same team the same time. So they all tied. So I'm still going to give it a go here for the dailies. I think the two people who will win the most dailies, the male and female, will be Fessy and Desi. I think they both are going to go plenty far enough to compete in a bunch of them. So that's one thing that matters in this. It can't be someone that goes home right away even if, you know, they win the first two but then you go home third and suddenly, you know, someone else is going to eventually win three dailies or whatever. So I think they're going to both go plenty far enough to compete in enough of them and I think they're both going to be great individually or as assets to their teams to win a bunch of them. And one step further, I think they might be on the same team potentially based on the, what we saw in the trailer and who we didn't see at different times in the trailer. So I think there's a chance they're on the same team. And if I knew the teams, I would definitely pick two people for this who are on the same team. Cause that would make the most sense. So I'm going with Fessy. I'm going with Desi for the most daily wins of the season. Most elimination wins of the season. This one real crapshoot. I will say from the start start, I don't think anyone's like threatening. I don't think anyone's pulling the Horacio or Olivia. I don't think anyone's going five deep. Eliminations in this season. I don't think anyone's going four deep or maybe even three. I think maybe two eliminations is the most anyone in particular sees. Maybe a third. So if I have to go with who I think will win the most eliminations... I'm going to go with this storyline playing out. I think it's Johnny Bananas. I think he ends up getting targeted. I think everyone decides, nah, get this guy out of here. He talked a lot of shit about USA 1. He's won seven times. No one cares. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. We'll show him who the JV is. I think he ends up targeted. And I think he has one of his better performances ever with his back against the wall, and he wins three eliminations. Now, whether then, if that came true, he would lose a fourth or he'd be in the final at that point, I don't know. But I think Johnny Bonanza is going to win three eliminations or more, and I think he wins the most eliminations of the season. I don't think anyone else will get to two wins. If I had to pick a female just to throw out their best odds of a female that might end up in there and might end up winning a bunch of them... I think I'd go with Michaela. Pardon of me wanted to say Cassidy, but I'm going to go with Michaela. I could see her alliances not totally being there end up going, getting thrown into elimination early and then winning a string of them and being like, you can't get me out. I'm good at this. I could see that. So if I had to pick a female, I would go with Michaela, but I'm going with one person here. I think bananas ends up in a bunch, ends up with a great performance, winning a bunch. I think he wins three or more and has the most elimination wins of the season. Now, to the big predictions, to what that matters. Who's going to make it to the end? Who's going to make it to the end? Our finalists, which I will then follow with the winners, of course. But the finalists, I'm going to stick with that there would be 10 finalists. That seems to be the standard of many seasons in a row, many recent seasons of USA 1, the whole thing. So I'm going to go with 10. If 12 make a final, if 8 make a final, whatever, we'll grade on a curve however we have to do it. I'm going to give you 10. For the females, I think it will be Alyssa, Cassidy, Desi, Janay, and Michelle. Which Alyssa, you ask? The one that we know and that I am confident is going to be a star. The other one, we shall see. But uh, when I say Alyssa at any point and forget to say the last initial, I'm talking about Alyssa Lopez. If I talk about Alyssa Snyder, I'll throw the Snyder or the S or the second Alyssa, something like that on there. For now, if I say Alyssa, I'm talking Alyssa Lopez. So Alyssa, Cassidy, Desi, Janay, Michelle. Those five make the final with Desi beating Tori in the final elimination. Bonus prediction for you there. That's your final six. They're all like, we need to get Tori out of here. And they're all like, Desi, you got to do it. And Desi has to go in and take Tori out to get to that final, to get Tori out pre-final. On the male side, going with Fessy, Josh, yes, Josh, Bananas, Wes, and Chris. If any single male alternate gets in the game, though, I will say another bonus little prediction If any male alternate enters the game. I think that person makes the final. And if I had to remove someone from this list, I would remove Chris. So, or maybe bananas actually given how much I think he might be an elimination. So, We'll go with that little bonus one. Any male alternate enters the game, that person, I think, gets all the way to the final. I don't know why. I just that I feel that in my bones. Kylan, Darrell, Cinco, Joseph, they make it to the final if given the chance to get in the game. Otherwise, Fessy, Josh, Bananas, West, Chris. On the men's side, Alyssa, Cassidy, Desi, John A. Michelle. On the women's side, those are your finalist picks. As for your winner's picks, I'm changing one of the two. I previously, gut reaction, said Corey and Desi, talked about how I'd love to see Corey win. It'd be amazing, amazing to see Corey win. Wouldn't that be the best? Wouldn't it, I would shed a tear. I would get emotional over that if that happened. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm going to change my prediction. I, I'll root for that. I'll hope it happens. If it does, I'll get emotional all the same. But I am changing my prediction. I am not on the women's side. I think Desi's winning. She would have won. I stand by it last season if it wasn't for that bullshit. DQ immediately because her part, first partner wouldn't swim. That was stupid. She should have stayed in the game. And if she did, she would have won. She should be a one-time champion. I think she will be a one-time champion after this season. And then I'm going with my guy, Fessy. Yes, Fessy. Now, I do know that I just said the male finalists would be Fessy, Josh, Bananas, Wes, and Chris. In my head, in my brain, says that if that were true, if those were the five finalists, that Wes wipes the floor with all of them, that if Wes is in the final, that Wes is going to win the final. Cause I do actually in my brain believe that, that if Wes makes the final, no one here is going to beat him. Absolutely not. Unless it's a team final or an alternating pairs. And, you know, he ends up in a pair and like suddenly uh, it's with someone who rolls their ankle or can't run or whatever. And it's like, Hey, that leg you got last by 67 minutes and now you lost or whatever. Like, that would be the only way west doesn't win a final if he's in it. I know that with my head, with my brain, with the intelligence that I like to think I have. But with my heart, I want Fessi to win and I think he can, and so I'm going to go ahead and say I think he will. Why not? Fessi and Desi not only win the most eliminate or uh, daily challenges of the season, excuse me, but they also win the whole season. So, I'm going there. That's what my heart, you know, wants. It wins out. These are the two people I want to win the most. So they are who I am picking to win. My brain says Wes, and it also kind of says John A. I think All-Stars 3 winners could be USA 2 winners as well. That's what my brain kind of says but my heart says Desi, my heart says Fessy. That's who I'm going with. That's who I want to see win and I think I will see win. I'm I'm almost always wrong about this anyway. So why not predict the people that I want to see? Although I finally for the first time ever on Rider dies did get one right. So, you know, maybe 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 Fessy and Desi you got a real shot here. We don't know. We have got this one right once before though. Can we make it to we shall find out in starting in a little over a week. With that, that's about all we've got. I'm hopeful for this season. Again, go back and listen to the cast reaction pods if you haven't to get some of the thoughts on kind of who I wish was there, how I think this could have been the the best version of itself because I do. I had some issues with the casting. I had some issues with the timing of like, you know, It's cool that you're bringing the MTV folks now. It would have been cool if we just had that from the beginning and, uh, you know, whatever. But I've moved on. I am ready. I am excited for this cast, for this season. We do have, and I think there's a lot of uncertainty going into this game, which is a key element to make things fun. And it has it. Uncertainty means fun and entertainment. So it's got that. That uncertainty has been missing largely from a lot of recent seasons. So that's great to have that back. If you want to go listen to the Cast Reaction Pod to get some more of the wishy-washy opinions, feel free. But otherwise, I'm full steam ahead, confident, excited, really overjoyed with this new season of The Challenge beginning. I can't wait to watch Pauly. I can't wait to root for Desi and Michelle. I can't wait for Fessel to get this W. I'm thrilled to meet some new, hopefully awesome cast members. I can't wait to just enjoy watching TJ on my television screen because TJ's the best, and I love TJ, and it's amazing. Challenge USA 2 is a week away and closing. Remember, again, it's airing Thursday and Sunday night. For the first three weeks, episodes one through six, twice a week, Thursday, Sunday, on CBS. I would assume on Paramount Plus the next day. I do not know. So, you know, however you're watching it, try to watch it live. Let's get those ratings up, people. Let's help these folks out. Let's get these ratings up, okay? We need more of this. We don't want the challenge to ever go anywhere. So everyone tune in live Thursday night. Sunday night, come in here Sunday or Friday and Monday morning, respectively to get the breakdown, to get the recaps from this historian. Again, premiere episode recap may come a little later in the day, Friday, even on Saturday. I apologize. It's just the, the premiere episode is in the middle as at the beginning of when I am supposed to embark on a 20 hour drive, multi-day drive to coastal Maine. So it'll be there at some point. And then after that, all the episodes will be up first thing following morning, to the best of my abilities. Thank you all so much. I love you. I appreciate you. I look forward to breaking down this hopefully wonderful season of the challenge with you. Until next time, peace.